I would be so confused. I would be completely and utterly confused. But it would be so fucking funny to see a bunch of lunatics dancing and fucking chanting random shit around a life-size dummy of Hitler. That probably would not have gone well for them if they saw that. Because it could be like, you know, like, oh, we praise Hitler, we play, praise the Nazis, go, go, we're pro-World War II and massacring over millions and millions of people. That's personally what I would have taken it like. <laughs> Yes, my mama eat you like Jeff Dahmer. Say she on a period, let's make a mess, mama. I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh... I don't know, I went to great lengths. Never did I. Knew it would be this easy. Had him off that shit greasy. Yeah, be the nigga shit cheesy. People said I get my corner, wanna turn around, oh, it's just measy. Everybody wanna get away from me because I got heebie-jeebies messed up like Michael. That game on the Halloween. What would you do with the sexual parts? I wouldn't enjoy it or anything. How long ago did this start? So, let that stay right before you. But naked in your neighbor's pool, I stay stunned while I'm face fucking at the capitated skull. You ever seen that before? No. Freak nasty gore, I need asking laws. You was a freak show. What do you do? Try anything and you cancel, bro. I'm fixated on asphyxiating and breaking this little chick's neck like a pixie stick. The sick Satan worshiping bitches get horse whippings. I'm in the back, through the back door, slipping through the cracks, leaving the corpse, dripping the mortician of love. Sent from above, forced and treat them more. When she the more stingy, I become. Been doing this for more than a quarter century. I'm just numbing my dreaming. Is it real? Someone pinch me on the buns. Do you feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like wolves could bob for Frenich? Get Frenich, but boots, 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 the number one podcast on the internet. And the weirdo is back today. Like, this William Seabrook guy. I don't fucking know. This dude is so fucking weird, right? I, me and Dusty don't know how to even explain this guy because he's just so, so bizarre. Just the weirdest human to ever have breathed oxygen. I guess. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, but today's episode, Dusty is going to get into the second part of his William Seabrook extravaganza. I don't know what to say. It's not an extravaganza, but... Yeah, this is part two. If you haven't heard part one, go listen to it. It makes this episode way more unique and understandable. Bowling. Yeah, we'll, we'll roll with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to introduce Dusty now. Welcome, your host with the most, the certified cougar hunter, Dusty McBalls. Round of applause, round of applause, whatever. Now listen to the story, okay? It's good. Goodbye.
Thank you, Big D, for that intro. I hope you guys are having a good Friday. All right? It's noon. Almost time to go home. Well, I guess if you consider almost time to go home within like three to five hours, but we're getting there. We're getting there. All right? And this is part two of last week's episode, okay? Today, strictly the hexing party, okay? It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to have all this weird shit that this William Seabrook dude was into, okay? It's just, this is, I don't know what to say about this dude. He is so fucking weird. Like, this dude is so abnormal that it's just really, really interesting. And this episode is just going to get even weirder. This is, I don't even, this dude, I don't even know what else to say about him. I really don't, okay? Before we jump into the episode, get those Crocs on, slap them bitches in adventure mode, and just sit back, relax. I don't know how long this episode is, but you probably know how long it is just by looking at the title, well, and the number that comes up to the episode thing that says how long it is, but I don't know how long it's going to be. It feels like it's going to be a short one, but I have no fucking clue, okay? But yeah, we're going to get into it. So, if you don't know who William Seabrook is and you didn't listen to my last episode, let me let me let me give you a little rundown on who this man is. William Seabrook was an American author in the early to like mid 1900s. He was a world-renowned traveler, witchcraft practitioner, cannibalist, can't forget the cannibalist. He was an insane asylum escapee and a dude with weird sexual kinks. He had three wives, and two of the three ended in divorce. He was best friends with Aleister Crowley, and was just an overall really weird dude. So, if any of that literally sounds like, oh shit, I want to know more about that, go back, listen to last Friday's episode, because it dives into his life as a human being and a person, and all of the weird shit that he has done. I highly suggest listening to that because this episode will then make a shit ton more sense afterwards. Okay. Now, let's learn about this hexing party. Let's learn about how 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 weird this this whole situation is. Like, I'm completely still mind fucking blown from this story. All right, just. All over the place, on the wall, on the ceiling, on the bed. Just my mind is just exploded gray matter and red bits all over the fucking place with this dude. Okay. Now, this. This took place in 1941. Specifically, on a wet January night in 1941. William Seabrook and several other people living in Washington, D.C. met at a cabin in Maryland to have a hexing party hoping that they could curse the most evil man for their time period, Adolf Hitler. And also tagging along in this weird journey for the night of this whole hexing party was life magazine. Yes, Life Magazine, the, lip, the the big magazine company. Yeah, they they decided to join in 
on this weird hexing party too to document all this weird shit that was he was you know going on there right now the group of people that believe well that not believed but that have attended this hex party all believed that they could use dark magic to their benefit and use it for good all of them believed this except for life magazine i believe so but from what i read it you know they didn't really seem they just seemed like they were there to have fun and document a bunch of weird shit and to be honest i think the only reason they tagged along for this event was just to show how funny and crazy these people were which i think is completely funny i think i would have done the same thing i don't know what else to say i would have done the same thing it's just this whole thing would have been especially in the 40s would have blew my fucking mind and i would have laughed my ass off and if you also type into google like life attends a hex party the 1941 story will pop up and you can go and read it for yourselves. I'm so serious. It is not that long of a read. It's a lot of pictures with little captions next to it from what I can remember. But if you want to go ahead and read it, go read it. It's actually really, really interesting on what they said, what they said and everything. Now this cabin that this hexing party took place at belonged to Charles Tipper or not Tipper, Tupper, I mistypoed his name, it's Tupper, who was also one of the people attending this hex party, hence why it was at his house, and Charles was an employee at a naval factory, and that's literally all I could find on Sir Charles, I think this is literally the quickest and shortest introduction I've ever done on someone, literally not even, like, a half of a sentence. That's all you need to know about this man. He was in the Navy. Well, not in the Navy, but worked at a Navy factory. Crazy. Now, when the group fully arrived at the cabin for this hexing party, the supplies they brought with them, according to life, was tom-tom drums that have been taken from the U.S. Department of the Interior, a dressmaker's dummy, a Nazi's uniform, axes, needles, and Jamaican rum. Lots and lots of Jamaican rum. So, to start the ritual, the group first off got drunk as shit. They started taking pulls out the Jamaican rum. They got absolutely fucked up and blasted, right? They then tried to make this Hitler, they put, well, they put the Nazi uniform on the dummy and they tried to make this dummy closely resemble Hitler. After they dressed up the dummy, one of the attendees, Ted Caldwell, dressed up in a witch doctor's robe and then took a rattle and started to shake it over the dummy's head while they all chanted in unison, you are Hitler, Hitler is you. Now, as they were chanting, you are Hitler, Hitler is you, William stopped the chanting and started to speak a ritualistic incantation that he had prepared for that evening. 
he started saying, you're Hitler, Hitler is you. The world, or, yeah, no, what? Hold on. Rewind, sorry. It is early in the morning, and this is why I don't record early in the morning. Because I'm so fucking foggy and, like, just still super tired. So I'm trying to record this before I go to work, and that's why it's just, like, this is why I don't record in the morning, people. I'm, like not here. I'm still in bed under 30,000 fucking blankets, warm. It is cold here. Okay, it is negative. Okay, it's not negative. Well, let me look. Hold on. We're 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 going on a little thing here, okay? Oh, it's 0 degrees. Yeah, it's fucking cold and I am cold because like yeah, it's cold outside, okay? I I hate this, right? I hate this weather, right? But thankfully, it gets warmer this week. It's supposed to be... Well, next week, is supposed to be like 40 degrees. So it's not going to be too bad. But still, it's early. I'm foggy. I'm cold. So bear with me here. I apologize if I mess up quite a bit because it is going to happen. All right? As after he chanted, you are Hitler, Hitler is you, he then said, the word that come to you, let it come to him. Hitler... You are the enemy of my man and this world. Therefore, we curse you. We curse you by every tear and drop of blood you have caused to flow. We curse you with all the curses of all who have cursed you. Then, once the incantation was finished, William then called for the dark voodoo god Istan. Now, this is the point of the story where I get just a tad bit upset. One, Istan isn't a voodoo god. It's actually a male and female god from Hungarian mythology, which sounds really, really confusing, but just give me a second here because I'll explain it in a little bit. Two, the god that they tried summoning isn't even evil. They're both actually quite the opposite so i'm a little confused because it literally took me i had to call gabby because she she knows which she knows a lot about witchcraft and stuff like that so i had to call her and i was like hey can you look up Istan? because i can't fucking find him in the voodoo god and god the voodoo deity book and i also like when i type it into google it's not fucking coming up with anything and she started doing her research, and this, like, it literally took me four fucking hours. Four fucking hours to research these two gods, because there is nothing, literally the bare minimum of these deities that I could even fucking find. And voodoo also isn't, well, okay, according to some people, according to different people, it is its own religion because they mixed voodoo. African voodoo with Christian, well, Catholicism, Catholicism, and so people consider it a religion. Personally, for me, I still have it under the witchcraft guidebook. Some people even think voodoo is separate from witchcraft. I, I personally, this is just me, I put it under the witchcraft category just because they have done like hexes curses stuff like that they if you if you want more of an explanation on it 
Go to my Marie Laveau episode where I actually kind of dive in a little bit more in depth on voodoo. But they do rituals, they do stuff like that. So I do consider it witchcraft, okay? And the reason I'm a little upset, okay, and I just want to make this clear, is that they, Life and the other sources that I was reading, they made voodoo... They interchanged the name witchcraft and voodoo when that's not it. Voodoo is a part of witchcraft. Personally for me, that's why I'm saying this. I think voodoo is a part of witchcraft. But they took it as voodoo being their own thing. Which, I mean, kind of is, but it, but it's also part... Well, I guess, I guess it could be its own thing. But in the sense of this story, they made any witchcraft voodoo, which is not totally accurate that's why I was a little bit upset okay and I don't know if it's just the time period that when this story came out and how taboo witchcraft was at the time but I feel like a lot of people especially pre-2000s thought voodoo and witchcraft were synonymous they kind of are but they're not I like I said I consider voodoo witchcraft so this is going to be catered more towards that, if that makes sense, okay? And, yeah, it's just, it's just, they didn't know a whole lot, so I can't be completely upset with them for a little bit, but it's just like, for me, it's like misinformation kind of upsets me a little bit, because it's just, witchcraft is a part of voodoo, in my opinion, and they made it their own fucking thing, but... Enough of me trying to explain my differences with Life Magazine for and the other sources for doing making it seem like it's its own thing when I think it's personally a part of witchcraft. Okay, now the first god that I'm going to explain, and I don't know why they put a, these two deities as dark gods in, in voodoo because they're not, they're not at all, and I don't know why it's. Yeah, I don't know why they did it, because they're not, they didn't, yeah, I don't fucking know, okay? Because some of the sources were, like, post-2000s, where, not really post-2000s, but, like, 2010 and to today, so, like, you can look up these gods and stuff like that, and, like, they're not dark whatsoever. And the first god that I'm going to try to explain is Istanya. And she is the goddess of motherhood, fertility, and to some people, she also oversees weddings, marriages, and funerals. Now, before Christianity started to spread, she was one of the main fertility deities to be worshipped. She's generally a benevolent spirit, meaning she's nice, but... If you fail to thank her after the birth of your child, it is said that your baby won't ever have a happy marriage. You don't have to thank her right away, okay? But you do have to give thanks with... She does give you grace period, and it, you do have to give thanks within, I think it said, up to two years, Okay? And after the Hungarians were converted to Christianity, Istananya kind of fell off because the Hungarians started to favor the Virgin Mary. When and 
if people still worship Istananya, they're not allowed to do anything on Tuesdays that pollute water, and they leave offerings such as water, milk, wine, pastries, and dried fruit. She is now associated with Christmas and wintertime along with other harvests throughout the year. Now, obviously, this isn't the deity that, you know, William and these people would call upon. Because why would you call, you know, for a fertility goddess to go and murder Hitler? Doesn't make sense. There's no way it would, like, that's not her thing. She doesn't do that stuff, right? So she wouldn't go out. She, no, it wouldn't work. The second god, he... He's, his name's Istan, okay? And you're like, Logan, that's probably it. Like, it's probably Istan. And yes, I would agree with you, but there was also Istananya, and she, it was just, Istan was in the name, so I just fucking assumed, okay? I didn't want to let her be unincluded from this episode, okay? So I wanted just to bring her in and say, hey, this is another deity with Istan in the name, and... Because I was fucking confused. There's two of them. They didn't verify this. These people that researched for life. And it's just, what the fuck, okay? Like, the second one isn't a dark god either. Not even in the slightest, okay? And his name, like I said, literally is Istan. And his name translates just straight to God. I also found out that he has a second name, called Hold Atya, which means Moon Father, and possibly a third that's called, I'm gonna fucking butcher this, that's not his name, but I'm gonna fucking butcher this, Arani Atyaksa, Arani Atyaksa, that's probably not what it is, but I'm sorry if I have any Hungarians listening, and I butchered your deity's name, totally apologize, okay? Now, Istan is known for controlling and observing the middle world of Earth, and Istan has the capability to shape the fate of humans and can threaten and warn humans with lightning. So, I would assume this is the guy that they are trying to talk to, okay? He's not completely evil and terrifying, but he is, you know, yeah, he's just process of elimination, I think it is him, okay, just because he can change the fate of humans and he can do certain shit, right, that can maybe cause somebody to blow the brains out in a bunker, but I don't fucking know, okay, I'm just saying this is probably the most accurate one that they were trying to get to and that these sources were trying to say, but he's not a dark voodoo god, okay, voodoo is his Voodoo is under the witchcraft for me, but a separate, okay? And I mean by separate is their deities, they have their own deities, their own ritual stuff. Like, it's not fucking its own thing, okay? I don't know why I'm trying to explain that, because now it makes me seem like I'm, like, gatekeeping a certain thing. And I'm sorry if I am, okay? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be, alright? But... I personally consider it under the witchcraft thing, alright? Under the witchcraft umbrella, okay? So, 
where, did, where, where was I? Okay. Now, after William said his chant and called, the, called for Istan, the group then picked up the nails and grabbed a hammer. They then chanted in unison, we are driving nails and needles into Adolf Hitler's heart. And each one of them started hammering nails into the dummy of Hitler. And after they were done hammering nails into the dummy, they then decapitated the dummy and ended the ritual with them bringing the dummy out to the woods where they buried it in, you know, said ground under some trees and declared to the universe with one last incantation saying that the worms would eat at the dummy and bring down the real man. After the ceremony was finished, William urged the life photographers to include as much detail as they could in this story so that people around the world could follow his lead and in response to that, with the closing paragraph of the article that Life would soon write and wrote, For those who may wish to hold a hexing party of their own, Mr. Seabrook would like to point out that a life-size image is unnecessary. A small doll could easily be dressed up as Hitler and could be picked up at any five-and-dime shop. Now, is this story true? Because this is the end of it. I told you it was really, really quick. Is this true? Did they actually curse Hitler? If you believe in curses and magic, then I guess maybe it just took two years to make it happen. But if you're a history buff, then, you know, you know Hitler didn't randomly drop dead. He killed himself, something like that, in 1941, right? Well, not he didn't die, he didn't die in 1941. He died on April 30th, 1945. In his bunker. We all know that. But if you don't believe it, then, you know, it didn't happen. Right? That was stupid. That was a stupid explanation. But personally, I think it didn't happen. And I'll tell you why. They didn't have any offerings to the deities. Usually to get in contact with the deity, you have to, you know say specific incantations that are directed to call upon them and then you also have offerings at like a sort like a little altar or something like that and some like witchcraft practitioners specifically I was reading about Egyptian mythology and what um some of their people did they specifically wore robes and had like these different colored strings to signify what god they wanted to or what deity they wanted to talk to. Now, they didn't do that. Right? I know I wasn't there, but if life in these other sources is correct, which they're not because Istan isn't an evil voodoo god, um, it, they, it just wouldn't have worked because they didn't do any of the typical witchcraft stuff that you're supposed to do. Now, I don't know, okay? I don't know. It just, it's fucking stupid. It wouldn't have worked. I don't think, well, maybe it did work because it just, and it just took two years for Istan to make that dream come true, I guess. I don't fucking know. I don't know, 
Okay, but I don't think it's real. I don't, I don't, I'm calling major bullshit and say it didn't work. Okay, just because of you need to give up offerings, say the right incantations to call upon a God and specific, sometimes gods have a specific day where you can talk to them, right? It might be a Sunday, it might be a Tuesday, it might be a Wednesday. It just all depends on what, um, what, what is it? I don't want to say religion, but like which witchcraft you are specifically investing in. Like if you are investing in Greek witchcraft, which would be like Zeus, Poseidon, all those guys, they have, they might have specific days, Egyptian mythology, they might have specific days, right? I know in Egyptian mythology from the book that I read, they do have specific days. They do. So only on those certain days can you call upon these deities. But I don't know. Personally, I don't think it worked. I think they were just crazy people doing shit in a cabin in the woods. You know how weird it would be? So you're out for a night stroll, go walking through the woods. You're got, you, you got your dog with you, right? Your little Labrador retriever and you're walking through the fucking woods. You come across this ha- cabin, right? You slowly creep up to like, oh, I wonder what's going on in this cabin. Maybe someone's home. Maybe not. Maybe I'll break in and spend the night here. I don't fucking know. People are weird. So you go up to the window to peek inside. You see a little light is on. And in the middle of this fucking room, you see six different people with a life-size dummy dressed as Hitler and people chanting at it with axes and hammers and nails around the dummy. I would have thought the absolute worst in that situation. Not even kidding. I probably, that would be so fucking weird. I mean, uh, it'd be hilarious to see if some if that actually happened, but it wasn't, you know, in the story, so I don't, I'm not going to say it actually happened, but if that allegedly happened, that would be the funniest fucking thing ever, right? But, like, what would you do in that situation if you see this shit? Like, I would be so confused. I would be completely and utterly confused. But it would be so fucking funny to see a bunch of lunatics dancing and fucking chanting random shit around a life-size dummy of Hitler. That probably would not have gone well for them if they saw that. Because it could be like, you know, like, oh, we praise Hitler. We praise the Nazis. Go, go, we're pro-World War II and massacring over millions and millions of people. That's personally what I would have taken it like. And then I would have called the cops or I would have beat them all to a pulp so fucking weird so fucking weird but that is the end of this story wow we actually pushed farther than 30 minutes that's impressive didn't think we were going to get that far if i'm being honest but we're here um anything else do i have to tell you for you guys serial killer sunday california you're up we are going to do ed kemper and it's going to be a good episode i'm so psyched to do ed kemper i literally just heard about him i know you guys know that I don't like to do mainstream serial killers, but this might be an exception. This one and the Illinois serial killer that I'm going to do. I'm not doing John Wayne Gacy. I'm going to do H.H. Holmes for that one because he is my favorite serial killer. I did a paper on him in high school. 
loved it. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, that's all I really got for you guys. Enjoy the last little bit at work, okay? Grind through it. It's almost time to go home. And yeah, enjoy the week and I'll see you guys tomorrow. So remember, stay frosty, stay foxy. And most importantly, the most important thing on this planet, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.